0: everybody welcome to the trouble with the snap podcast i am tyler hayward alongside jeremy file as always if you love our content and want to hear us talk a little bit more outside of the michigan michigan state realm you can check out the lab podcast that we just recorded in our conversation about lebron james so you can see that on both of our individual facebook pages speaking of facebook like us at the trouble with the snap podcast on facebook uh you can obviously listen to us apple podcast spotify um, pretty much there's a couple other places i'm not 100 sure that's somewhere, somewhere. yeah right, right here on anchor too if you want so uh, yep. you can go ahead and you can do that listen to us on um, any of those platforms Um, But like I said, if you want to hear us just talk an hour about LeBron James and his, you know, greatness he keeps trying to convince you of, then obviously, like I said, our individual Facebook pages will have both of those um, near the conclusion of this episode of The Trouble with the Snap. Let's talk a little bit of football. I know you're excited to talk a little bit of football, basketball, ended for us more or less when Devin Booker hung 47 on the Lakers. Woo. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> great showing from him. Great showing by, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Last night of the Michigan Wolverines, uh, Bryn Forbes in his first round series outscored Jimmy Buckets, um, uh, throughout the course of, uh, that series. So, you know, a couple Spartans, a uh, couple uh, Wolverines stepping up, uh, Xavier Tillman stepped up and, uh, Way uh, helped get Memphis into the playoffs. Yeah, and Duncan so, Robinson.
1: Let's not forget he's he he might be up for a a big deal this year. He's in free oh, agency. So that's oh, abs-
0: absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, impressive to see what he did. You know, from standing in the corner chucking threes, um, and yeah. then just watching the development of his game. You know, you sit there and you watch him dribble drive, and you're just like, I didn't think he could do that at right. Michigan, <laughs> but. I mean, you, you see that with some of these guys who are destined for the NBA, you know, these great shooters like Bryn Forbes and stuff like that. You didn't know Forbes could drive like that. And, you know, they just – something clicks or they get out of the college system more or less. And, you know, the NBA is more free-flowing. You know, you get yep. teams scoring 130 a night. And
1: so – I think it's yeah. fit too, Tyler. I think, you know, Forbes and Milwaukee is a perfect fit. I think, I think Duncan Robinson – playing in Miami has been a great fit. I I just wanted to say that because I think these guys that play at Michigan state, Michigan, they play for a system. So Mm -hmm. John B line guys played for a a system that was, you know, built for shooters. Um, You know, Tom Izzo plays in a system where it's, it's a lot of, you know, body, you know, movement where we're, we're hitting guys with screens and we're bringing Forbes off double downs and, 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 you know, single pin down stuff. So, you know, I think Forbes can hang out, he can spot up, he can play in more space. He was a really good player at Cleveland state individually before he went to state Yeah. Um, Michigan. State, that is. So yeah, I, I just wanted to add that, that these guys are great players. I mean, it, you just don't expect them to go to the NBA and be like big time players in the playoffs, but they have been. So it's, it's just been awesome to see.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, Duncan Robinson's run last year really opened my eyes, you know, to the type of stuff that he's capable of. Um, you know, but then again, I also thought it was opening <laughs> opening my eyes to the type of stuff that Tyler Nero was capable of, <laughs> and we saw how that ended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we look. We haven't been out here in a while. There's not a uh, lot. You know, yeah. the, recru- the recruiting uh, period. You're allowed to start having people on camp. Michigan State's going all in with recruiting. You know, I think I think we kind of knew that. Uh, we didn't even really discuss the topics of t- today's show. Uh, we did did um, briefly mention uh, Jim Harbaugh's comments about the situation regarding Bo Schembechler, which I thought this would kind of be buried in the sand. And I mean, from a national perspective, it is. But locally, you know, people are still kind of talking about that. And look, he ultimately said, Bo is not the type of guy to sit on that type of stuff. Um. You know, Jeremy's a little bit busy, but let's get <laughs> your thoughts uh, right now uh, regarding, uh, you know, what Harbaugh said. And, I mean, are you really surprised?
1: I'm incredibly embarrassed, number one. I, I'm embarrassed to be a Michigan fan right now. Um, oh, yeah, I,
0: we, we didn't even talk about this together. You know, this I did. ran this one solo when uh, yeah brought it up initially. So, yeah, let's get your thoughts about the situation and then well, uh, tell heart. Uh, then uh, your thoughts on uh, what Harbaugh well, was saying?
1: Situ- the situation, number one, is this is a very serious situation. And when you have a serious situation like that, you it deserves full attention and full respect and full care. And I I thought that, you know, this thing is being handled legally. When, when something's handled legally, you know, you give it the proper respect that those people handle it. And I think Jim Harbaugh's comments were absolutely immature. I thought they were unprofessional. I thought they were uh, disgusting. And I know he wasn't trying to be, but he doesn't know what he's doing half the time anyway. So why would he know what it said mattered? So, you know, I just thought it was so inappropriate. It's not fair to the people that are dealing with this. It's not fair to the people that are, are up for a sexual assault or abuse case. And these might be guys, you know, that I don't know who these guys are, so I'm not going to comment too much on this because I'm going to give it the proper respect. But as a former, you know, athlete, if something happened at my school, which <laughs> it did, yeah. I'm going to give the proper respect to those people that were a part of that. And I just think that what Jim Harbaugh did was he basically said, I don't give a crap about anyone else involved besides Bo Beckler. I mean, that's pretty much what he said. He should have just said that because that's pretty much what he did. And look, Bo Shanbacker, I don't know how he handled certain things. And none of us are going to know because he's no longer with us. And I think Bo Shanbacker was, you know, my that was my guy, my dad's guy. You know, a lot of respect for him as a leader, as a coach. This is very sad that he's brought into this. But have some respect, Jim Harbaugh, and have some professionalism to at least say look, the people handling this legally, uh, they are in control of this. The university in control of this. Um, I'm just a dumb football coach that can't win in the East. So, you know, like my me- me- words don't shouldn't matter. And I just am tired of this guy, man. I'm so tired of this guy. And I just thought it, it put me even more over the edge. I mean, I was pretty much already over the cliff. And this guy just shoved me with his stupid glasses on. And uh, I, it, it just makes me not even want to root for them. You know, like it, it's like, it's that bad, Tyler. I mean, you know how I've been with Michigan over the last five years or so where I've really kind of, you know, tinkered it down, my faith in them, you know, and some of the things they do, I don't really appreciate uh, on all ends. And uh, this was just hard for me to listen to, man. I, I watched it like four times because I just couldn't believe this wide eyed jerk would say what he said. And and I felt so bad for, for people that are victims because this guy has a platform and it's very similar to when LeBron James says things that are pretty bad about a police officer. You know, I, I get so offended by that. Um, and, uh, I was offended. I was offended for people that are victims of sexual abuse. I was offended for, um, you know, people who try to do things the right way and care about others I was just super offended. I'm not going to lie, Tyler, and I'm still really hurt by it. You know, I'm surprised it was. You know, because it just hit me, you know. Uh, I I've, I've been victim of an assault, right? You know, I mean, you've probably had times in your life where you felt like you got treated poorly, right? And what's the worst feeling is when you get treated poorly or you get treated absolutely terrible and someone doesn't care. Isn't that the worst feeling? And I just felt like that's what Jim Harbaugh did to all of the victims.
0: It 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 was not handled um, all that well, um, you know. To just try to he just try to tuck it away the way that he did. Like I think that, like I said, it's hard because you know, Dr. Anderson and uh, Bo are both no longer here. And so it's really hard to get you know their sides of the story. What you get is these, yeah. you know, these people like, I mean, people who defend LeBron. <laughs> we just talked about this, so this is still kind of where my mind's at. I'm still kind of trying to, you know, fully uh, get into the trouble with the snap mode. But it's the people yeah. who defend LeBron. Oh. He- you can say anything wrong, blah 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 blah, and that's the pe- those are the people now who you have to ask about Bo. Jim Harbaugh is going to say Bo didn't know anything, you know. uh Then you're asking Bo's kid, and it's like, well, of course they're going to stick up for that person. And look, I'm I'm 100 on the innocent until proven guilty train. But right now, there is a lot of evidence, um, and obviously, most of it right now is hearsay, and that, yeah. that's that's where this whole thing is unfortunate. And, well, I, I mean, mean let me add this, but that's you what know. you're that's what you're going to get with a lot of these cases, though. Too is yeah. a lot of it is hearsay. But when you have these types of numbers, and then when you have, um you know the FAA had what like 40 pilots or something like that have similar issues with the same doctor that's I mean, when yeah, it that's when it that's when it becomes a problem and then you start to think okay you know what the stuff that's being talked about Bo saying oh who gives a crap grow up be a man all that type of stuff you know just a uh, well it's a, it's an older school
1: mentality obviously it is uh, and let, but... me, let me add this i i have to say this Tara. i'm so sorry for cutting you off i mean I, this is something that's very dear to my heart for multiple reasons and i'll tell you why number one you know I, I we haven't really talked about this much but i will i'll say it i mean you really know the law when you've ran into it a few times and i'll admit it i've ran into it a few times and uh you know I'm far from perfect, but you know, my stuff isn't serious, obviously, but it's, it's serious enough. Okay. It would be like me, you know, disrespecting all people and anything, you know, uh, like they dealt with a personal matter and me not caring and me just, you know, saying, well, you know, I don't really care about these people. I just care about my business or I care about people that worked my business and they were great and you see this all the time. Like I, I, there was a lady that I knew she ran a program and one of her coaches slept with underage girls, you know, and and you have to answer that call. I mean, you're the owner of this company. You're the owner of this business. The business here is university of Michigan football primarily. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people involved with that. Right. So when I was a business owner, there's a lot of people involved with it and, and people are hurt if things don't go well. Like, I have to stand up and say, I went wrong as a business owner, you know, and I didn't hurt anyone, but, you know, I did technically, right? So, you know, you have to admit your wrongdoing. Or, you know what you do? You just don't say anything. You let the law take over.
0: Yeah, Jim you, you, Harbaugh, you, you you let the situation play out and say, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not going to speak on this until – yeah.
1: And like, eventually I'm looking forward to this in my life in the next year or so where legally there's some things I'll be able to do and be able to prove, you know, where I was right, you know, but you never discredit people the way Jim Harbaugh did. Like this is Michigan football. There's been people involved in that business organization that were hurt on the watch of yes, when Bo Schembecker was coaching there. So he's going to be a part of it. But what you don't do, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you don't use your personal experience and make it like it's everybody else's. And that's what he did. That's what he did. Oh, well, I'm Jim Harbaugh. And what happened around me seemed to be fine. I mean, come on, dude. Like in this day and age, you think he would have learned something. I mean, clearly he thinks he's bigger than everybody. I mean, that's what it was. It was like, look at me. I'm Jim Harbaugh. I run the show. I'm a lawyer now, too. Like I think his lawyers probably like, what the hell are you doing? I would hope, because now guess what? You are involved. Number yeah. one, Jim Harbaugh is not the, the the brightest guy. Let's just say that right. for what he said, it's just not the smartest way to handle this. Mark D'Antonio dealt with some crazy stuff. What did he always do? I can't. My uh, this. My, my attorneys are going to handle this, and I think that will we'll figure it out when we get to the court, you know I mean? It was like the guy was clearly smarter and a better football coach, by the way, mm. Jim Harbaugh. Great football coach. And, uh, yeah. And you know, oh, we'll talk about that just, in a second. It just bothered. Yeah. We're going to get into the, the stuff that probably we don't get emotional about. We can just talk football, but I was just so bothered by this, Tyler. I just felt like having friends that are in law, having, you know, you know, dealt with a lot of things personally in my life that have been hard. Um, You you have to let legal people handle these things and you have to respect people that are involved in such a traumatic situation because those people are never going to be the same. You know, those people will never be the same that dealt with that and they're scarred for life. And I think basically Jim Harbaugh said, I'm going to make your wounds deeper. And I think that's what he did, Tyler. I really do. And, and it hurts. It's hard for me to root for them after what he said.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's one guy, I believe, uh, you know, one victim who uh, stopped seeing doctors, stopped going to doctors and he had a uh, medical condition. And I'm not, I don't remember what type of cancer it was, um, pancreatic maybe or prostate. It's one, one of the two. He, uh, ended, he ended up with cancer. And he the, he said that the part of that attributes to the fact that he was scared to go to doctors because when he kept going to, you know, Dr. Anderson, you know, stuff was hitting the fan in the way that it did, uh, at, or the way that it supposedly did at U of M. And again, I'm going to try to use that word because we don't 100% know what happened, but the evidence is kind of piling up, um, yeah. to support that. But yeah, and so it's a difficult situation, and I think that, uh, look, right now we do need to let this play out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we can't make these incredibly brash and bold uh, statements, comments, and all that type of stuff. Um just indemnifying everybody uh, affiliated with that program because we don't know who knew what yet and once once court cases become clear, it's, it's kind of like when Michigan State had that situation with Demetri Vance, Josh King, and uh, Donnie Corn. You, you know what I mean? Like, nobody knew who it was. Nobody knew what was really going on and yeah. uh, Mark D'Antonio, too. He suspended everybody immediately. First and foremost, um, yeah, he suspended everybody immediately, and then he uh, sus- then more people. Sat out that spring game as they were waiting for everything to come to light. Once it came to light, boom! Then everybody was able to speak on it, and we were able to develop, uh, you know, our own thoughts of how everything was handled and things like that. And so we kind of have to wait to let this play out before yeah. we indemnify, you know, everybody affiliated with the program. And if who knows well, if Harbaugh's like, comments are even going to spark something from one of the victims, who are like, yeah, no, I told about this. Quick
1: thing, let me add this quick thing, and then I'll let you finish on this. I know we don't want to talk about this much longer, but let me add this last quick thing. The thing that hurts the most, and I hate to say this, but we have to say this because when you cover this stuff, this is how we are, we would be as reporters, and then one day I think we will be in that world, probably the sad thing about all this is that it was going on. It sounds like we don't know cause we weren't there, but it sounds like it was pretty apparent that it was going on. And the guys just stayed there and stayed there and stayed there. And, and that's when you start thinking of the Nassar thing. And mm-hmm. then you start thinking about everybody involved. And what happens is there's people that aren't controlling that human doing all that. I get that. But you're a part of that organization, part of that program. And Bo Schoenbecher was a part of that program and he was the head coach. And, you know, if there was things that were going on and it was so apparent and the guy kept staying there, everybody involved with that football program and at that athletic department has a say in that. And that's where Joe Paterno got so much trouble because Joe Paterno was like so focused on coaching. And he had a coach with him that was doing heinous things. And what happened? You know, you get erased. And it sucks and it hurts. It doesn't take the fact that he was a he was a great coach, Joe Paterno was. Bo Schembacher was a great coach. And Bo Schembachler didn't do heinous things to people, but heinous people were in his program. And he hmm. is a leader like everyone else is. So that's why this is the way it is. It's sad, it's hurtful. And I just feel awful. I feel awful for all the people involved.
0: Well, well, like like you said, uh, you know, it was under Bo Beckler, It was part of his program. People in his program were doing this, and I obviously agree with all of that. My uh, what, what I'm going to say is, it, it's kind of the same thing we said about you know those three guys in Michigan State that I talked about that D'Antonio Antonio suspended and then uh, or then kicked off the team uh, once everything became public. Because Michigan State's a zero tolerance university, first and foremost. Um, what, when you're in a position of leadership, and I talked about this when I covered the story when it first initially broke, when you're in a position of leadership, you cannot control. how everybody acts. It's easier in basketball because it's a much smaller ratio of coaches to players, you know, personnel to play. than it is to football where it's, you know, over about 105 players. Yeah. Probably a little bit more than that. And, uh, you know, then you have guys that are red shirted and whatever else. Oh, yeah. Gray shirted. If you want to use the fancy SEC terms, <laughs> so you you do not have control over how people act, right? Especially, you yeah. You know my own parents over how I act, but you want to know what they have control over? They got they have control over their response yeah. to my reactions. Bo Beckler's response is not that good. Jim Harbaugh being the head of the program and someone who is closely affiliated with Bo Beckler his response is not good. No. And that, and that's where it's at. You know, I mean, you don't have control over their what they do, your reaction to what these players do, what these people in your program do. Your reaction to that is what's going to define you.
1: Well, yeah. Besides the fact that Jim Harbaugh can't coach, so you know, I mean, you know, you would think that, you know, okay, you like, suck
0: as a coach, and your reaction to this type of stuff is what's going to define you, and that just makes it even worse for Jim Harbaugh. For yeah, being I, mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean,
1: especially and like here's the thing about U of M, like where it's very proactive when it comes to rights and liberalism. I mean, dude, I don't think I've. I, I mean. I'm sure the media in Michigan, because they're so great, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll find a way to, like, make this more positive. <laughs> I mean, my thing was, like, shock. I was shocked because of where it was. Like, I could see this happening in the South. You know, like, it, it almost was like Jim Harbaugh was in Alabama, and let's not, you know, you know, Fred Bear Bryant was – He was fantastic. You know, he never did anything wrong. He didn't beat the shit out of all the players. I mean, you know, (laughs) that's what I got out of this. You know, like in in a very place that's centered on rights and freedom and, uh, you know, activists and medical people and lawyers and, you know, how U of M is. We're from here. I mean, it's very centered on, you know, people having their rights and sensitivity almost.
0: Sensitivity yeah it's a look these uh these state schools are a little more progressive in the fact that you know it's a good uh, medical it's you know the tops of the top medical facility you know anything west of pennsylvania it, um, I um mean, outside northwestern probably but
1: yeah uh it's a medical place
0: yeah yeah, yeah, it's a top medical facility. It's a, uh, you know, uh, it's an elitist program. Just in general, to the attitude and the area, um, there, the area's attitude rather, and it's one of those situations where you would feel like this story should be taking over more headlines. And it absolutely should be. It should be taking over more locally. It's not. I don't understand that, first and foremost.
1: But the fact that it's it's to cover It's disgraceful. It's disgraceful because that's (laughs) – like, remember when Duke Lacrosse happened? I watched the 30 for 30 a million times because, you know, I'm really into law. And the local reporters destroyed Duke Lacrosse. And, you know, one of the things that was mentioned, it was really interesting – and that and that, some, that Duke lacrosse
0: thing, I'm not 100 sure how that played out, but
1: was that uh, played out? Uh, it was it was wrong. It was wrong because the kids did, did were uh, accused of something, and it was a party went wrong that were there was prostitutes involved, and basically the woman had made a complaint, but the woman wasn't mentally right. You know, she had it, a lot it, of it, issues.
0: It, it, yeah, it, like they, they were ultimately like
1: acquitted them, and you know, but it, it, it of everything. Those, it destroyed everything. Oh, but those they kids. destroyed them. Yeah, they killed them
0: look at uh, Sean Oakman at Baylor. Sean right. Oakman was what, like a six foot nine defensive end. I think he got the only sack on year. Uh, Michigan State went to the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, in um, one that was a really impressive. Need to watch that again because I have the DVD. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Sean Oakman was a six foot nine, just behemoth, absolute stud. Passed. Anything and everything, as far as an NFL eye test goes, was mm-hmm. de- and I mean, you know, how important edge rushers have become over the last, you know, six, seven years. He's one of those guys who was projected to be a top five pick just because of right. his size and everything else. And he got falsely accused, and ESPN ran with the story. Sound familiar a little bit? Yeah, and so very. he, uh,
1: they he hate green teams. Career-
0: And he ended up being acquitted of everything. His NFL career never existed. It never freaking happened. And it was because of this crap that went on and how it was covered. And I mean, you have that responsibility to cover things appropriately. The local media is doing it too in the tiniest extent humanly possible right now the national media is just turning their freaking blind eye to it because michigan's a freaking money maker we talked about it you know they have this elitist attitude there's a reason for
1: it it's a cash cash rules everything around here
0: yeah thing right now
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that's why I have a hard time rooting for Michigan now compared to when I was a kid, probably because when I was a kid, I didn't know any of this. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, you get older and then, uh, you know, you start realizing you go, wow, this place has problems. And, um, you know, I, I respected Jawan Howard because I think he runs this program really, really well. And, and yeah. I, I like the togetherness and the culture, but the culture of the whole school. Uh, I'm not on board man you know I'm not on board with it I think there's a lot of problems there I think there's a lot of cover up stuff and I think money rules everything and, and I just really am discouraged and you know for me when we do this show you know as Michigan and Michigan State people we're still people though you know and, and I'm sorry but I, I have faith in Tyler if, if Mel Tucker came out and you guys had a coach that this was, you know, went on over the years, I think you'd have a major league problem if Mel Tucker said what Jim Harbaugh did.